Hey everybody, and welcome to Uncommon Grounds, a production of the Quinnipiac University Podcast Studio. This podcast is centered around discussions with students from the School of Communications, and we take you inside some of their experiences, opportunities, and aspirations. On today's episode, host Chris Roush interviews Andrew White, a senior journalism major and general manager of WQAQ. Andrew describes his journey to becoming GM of the station, as well as what it's like working play-by-play for QBSN. And Andrew brings a lot of energy in being an orientation leader as well. My name is Mike Bachman, and I am the producer of the show. I'm also a graduate student in Quinnipiac School of Communications. Our executive producer and director of community programming is David DeRoche. And Common Grounds is hosted by Chris Rausch, dean of the School of Communications. Hope you enjoy, and thanks for listening. Welcome to Uncommon Grounds. This is a podcast about students at the Quinnipiac University School of Communications. My name is Dean Chris Rausch, and joining us today is Andrew White. Andrew is general manager of our student-run radio station, WQAQ. Andrew, thank you for joining us today. Thank you, Chris, for having me. It's a pleasure. Been wanting to do this for a while, so this is exciting. Tell me what is all involved with being the general manager of WQAQ. Yeah, so it's uh, it's a good amount of work, but I, I love it, so it doesn't feel like work. Um, so from the station, we have about 50 to 60 shows, at least these past two semesters of students where they each have an hour-long show, sometimes two hours of whatever they want, whether it's you know music or politics or sports, all the above. Um, so I went through training everybody who is new to the station and how to work our equipment. It's very expensive, uh, state-of-the-art equipment, it's super awesome. Um, so I walked them through that, have multiple meetings with um, other organizations because we like to combine organizations that give away prizes and stuff for events. And yeah, it's kind of my my typical week to week type of stuff. And I just oversee everything that goes on in there. So besides taking classes, how much work per week is that involved? How, much, how many hours would you say you spend at WQAQ? Um, probably, let's see, around an hour to two each day. I mean, in between 10 and uh, 15 hours a week, I'd say. And are you still doing your own show as well? I am, yeah. I have a show, a shameless plug, uh, Wednesdays at 7 p.m. been doing it for three and a half years with a few of my best friends. So so tell everybody what Hot Takes is all about for those who don't <laughs> listen in. It's uh, So it's a debate show about sports. We obviously give a few hot takes throughout the show as a, a fun thing to kind of yell at each other for, or just have a blast and talk about. Um, and we normally end our shows as well with a, a hot take, but your everyday sports show with uh, some guys that are very comfortable with each other. So it sounds good. So give me a hot take right now. Hot take on the Carson Wentz trade. Interesting. All right. Um, Carson Wentz uh, will be a top five quarterback next season because of the offense that he will be a part of. All right. Second hot take. Who is your pick for the NBA title and why? Do you want specifically a hot take or just uh, who I think? I want a hot take. Okay. Um, the Golden State Warriors will be there and they will, ah, boy, the Knicks. The New York Knicks versus the Golden State Warriors. And uh, their only reasons are because Steph Curry is a god at the game. Um, that's all they really need for that team. And the Knicks solely because they have the best defense in the league. And hopefully the youngsters can put up some points. That is an incredible hot take. And that is completely wrong. Yes, it, it, it unfortunately is. But sometimes you can make some fun with it, you know? How did you get into working at WQAQ? 
So in the earlier, my earlier years, the end of my freshman year, you know, I love broadcasting. In fact, my, my favorite thing to do is do play-by-play announcing for some sports teams here. But when it came to, you know, radio show hosting and creating your own show, I just had this idea of always wanting a show. I didn't know what platform I could do. And WQIQ is the easiest answer for me. I saw some emails about it, joined the club. So I started my show then with some friends and it was just so much fun. The, the aspect of having your own time, your own show slot and everything in there is just yours. And the welcoming community of the club is also a plus. Um, and then I just started to get involved with the management team. I created the schedule my junior year because that was the position I had with show programming director. And just I never had a bad time in there. So I just continued to pursue more in management of the organization and uh, it just stuck. And, and what made you want to get into broadcast? I, I want to go back to like your high school days and, and deciding to, to come to Quinnipiac. What was the, uh, what was the driving motivator there? Sure. This is, this might be an interesting story for you. So my senior year of high school, I was one of the people who was in charge of the student section at sporting events and, you know, kind of led the chance, I guess you could say, but, you know, I'd stand closer to the front with some of my best friends from high school and, As games were going on, I would jokingly just become a play-by-play announcer. If the games got too boring or out of hand, I would just do it for the people around me. And everybody would start laughing because I'm the type of guy who just adds way too much energy to something that's going on. And I loved it. And I love that people are smiling and laughing. And I I love the fact that I needed a bottle of water after I was done because it was so tiring. And I just felt like, why not just try it out? And it was a great decision so far. All right, I'm going to get back to that energy in, in just a minute. Sure. Uh, but I want to talk about uh, what else you're involved in on campus. You also do Quinnipiac Bobcat Sports Network. Is that correct? Yes. Um, I'm the one of the play-by-play broadcasters for them as well. Um, and I'm, I'm also an orientation leader. Well, I was. I guess I, I can't be anymore now that I'm a senior. But I did that for uh, three summers at school. And um, I, the last thing I'm Majorly involved in is the Qthon morale morale dance committee for uh, the Qthon dance. Um, yeah, and oh, I guess as well the Catholic chaplaincy. I'm a big part of. And tell me a little bit more about the doing the play by play for QBSN. Is that something you had to try out for? Um, so you don't have to try out for it, but your my freshman year, um, you do have to shadow a few people that have already done it before, so you kind of get into the groove of what they're doing. Uh, learn the ropes, so to speak. Um, the hockey games and the basketball games, at least when I was a freshman, were more difficult to get. The environment was obviously crazy, and there was a lot of people within the organization. Um, so my sophomore year is when I started to get into those arena sports up on York Hill. Um, so I grew a fancy of actually doing play-by-play for volleyball. Um, that was my most fun. It still is my favorite one to do. Um, but now that the organization's allowing a lot of freshmen to do the arena sports. I think that's awesome. It's become a very inclusive organization. Before we turn away from sports, I want to find out more about what you're doing with esports. You're actually broadcasting some esports tournaments as well. What is that like? And and are you in like an esports nut or how did you get into that? That's an interesting point. So over over the summer, so I'm not really an esports nut. Um, No, I've I've played Call of Duty here and there, but I'm, I'm not a nut about it. Um, over the summer, I originally had an internship with NBC to go to the Olympics um, that unfortunately was canceled for obvious reasons. Um, but I, I was really in a summer that I felt like a, an internship was necessary for my career path of choice. 
Um, so I was reaching out to a bunch of people and I knew someone who is creating these types of esports tournaments for um, young people who wanted to compete against each other during the pandemic. And, you know, the, the prize winnings were $250 for any given winner. And I just pitched an idea of, Hey, do you, do you want a broadcaster? I could, you know, I could use a company Twitch account or something like that for streaming. And I could do it for you if you'd rather that than the constant video game broadcasting. And he loved the idea. We worked together for probably two and a half months of the summer as well into the fall and winter. Um, so I've done several tournaments for, for them. And it, it was a blast. I, I learned more about all the games. There were three different games I did. And um, it's, it's, an, it's a revolutionary uh, type of sport. And I think it will become a very big thing if, if it's not already. So Favorite eSport? Cool. Um, for me, probably Call of Duty, but I didn't I didn't broadcast that because it was a little uh, I guess it was meant for a younger audience. So I'll just go with NBA 2K because it just feels like a basketball game. So, OK. And, and who's on your NBA 2K team? <laughs> I haven't made one myself yet, um, but if I were to pick, um, we're going like real players here. Is that what we're looking for? Real players. I'm, yeah. I mean, I'm not looking for like the fictional player that like my 28 year old son is made up true you can you can change the hair colors and everything it's crazy um but i would i'd go with uh we're gonna do just current teams we'll do lebron james Giannis, steph curry um james harden and anthony davis we'll go with that all right i'm not sure about the harden pick but i'll let that yeah, one i actually despise james Harden. so but i'm throwing him in there anyway so. i'm actually in a fantasy league right now where the guy who's in first place has James Harden. I'm in second. Ah. So it, I'm, I'm a little wrinkled by that. This is my first year trying fantasy basketball. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. A lot of fun. yeah. All right, Andrew, you know, I, I think you know this, but the, the way that I first noticed you standing out was as an orientation leader here at Quinnipiac. You bring a lot of energy to being an orientation leader and getting – the incoming first-year students really pepped up and excited about Quinnipiac. Where does that energy come from, Andrew? That's that's what I'm curious about. And can we bottle it and sell it? <laughs> I would I would love to do that. I love I love energy. I love when people are excited about things, and I would I would love to give that to people. But you know, that didn't just come from within. Other people around me, my my brothers and nut with all that stuff. Um, my parents are just very cheerful, happy people. They they've made me grateful for everything in my life and. I think that's just where it comes from. And I like, I had, oh, this isn't a sad thing. This is a good thing. I, I had open heart surgery when I was a young kid, uh, like eight months old. And, you know, it, it changes your, your thoughts on life. And I think it's, it's made me appreciate, you know, the, the smaller things in life. And that goes along with my parents as well. And it just bleeds into every day. Like you just see something you love, you know, I wake up with a, a roof above my head and I just think that's awesome. Um, and I love advertising the school, the students that want to be here, especially the ones that are nervous because, you know, just being yourself is, is something extraordinary. And, and I love to, to bring that out of people. Have you ever had a student come up to you at the end of orientation and just say, hey, thank you for being so enthusiastic and making me feel so welcome? Definitely. And it's a, it's a humbling experience. Um, some people say it in person. Some people are a little more shy and they text you about it later on. Um, but some, some of my best friends actually are, you know, the grade below me from my first year being an orientation leader, close in age. And it just worked out that way. It's uh it's very rewarding. And tell me your story. How did you come to Quinnipiac? It was it was an interesting moment. I was looking around a bunch of different universities. I have two older brothers, so I've been dragged all over the country looking at schools my whole life. Um, 
But the once I started to figure out I wanted to try broadcast journalism, that's when I started to pick more specific schools and their schools of communication. Um, and Quinnipiac came up on my radar. I, I had gotten you know, several e uh, emails and, and mail documents as well. And I looked into it. And in the beginning, I didn't quite know what it was, but I was just fascinated by all the different programs and the school itself. And when I visited here is arguably the most, one of the most beautiful places I've ever been to. Um, and I just couldn't pass up on the opportunity of, of trying at least to pursue this dream or envision that I had in my head. And this felt like the place to do it. And I think I'm right. You're also majoring in economics. What is What do you feel like that's bringing to you in terms of your education? Yeah, it's made me way more well-rounded just in, in knowledge of everything. So I've, I've found that in journalism and communications in general, you know, there's a business aspect to everything in life. There's a value to everything in life. And economics has helped me with decision-making and just understanding the value of either money or, or decisions that you do or things you write about or talk about. And just the, the business aspect of the behind the scenes of what goes into, you know, anything communications wise. Uh, and I, I think it's really just the, the well-rounded scope that it's given me has been good. All right. Little known fact about Andrew for our listeners. Andrew likes to wear funky socks. What are the, what are the funky socks that, that are, that are being worn today? Yeah, it's a, it's a great question. <laughs> so I, right now I'm wearing a ball, um, American bald eagle socks. Um, so the bald eagle's beak is kind of on my ankles and it goes into the uh, the laces of my shoes. Um, <laughs> I'm laughing because you asked me one time. I remember you texted me one time to ask me and I was wearing boring socks and you were, you were pretty ashamed of me. So. <laughs> and what are the, what are the favorite all time socks? Ooh. Oh boy. Give, give um, me like your, your top three pair of socks here. Sure. Uh, I have a couple, I have a couple of, um, Quinnipiac socks that are great. That I, what uh, socks? Quinnipiac ones that oh, Quinnipiac. has, yeah, it has the Bobcat and everything, um, all the way up the ankles too. Um, I have, I, I know you're not going to like this, but I have these crazy Georgia socks. Um, I'm a big Georgia fan. They're just like all over the place. Um, I know, I know you don't like it. And then probably the, these bald eagle ones, actually, I, I love them a lot. They're great. And, and remind me again, where did the fascination with, with Georgia come from? Um, so one of my neighbors was an alumni of the University of Georgia. Um, and back when I was younger, he used to have the neighbors over all the time to like watch the, the games. So uh, the young kids in the neighborhood and the parents as well. Um, he passed away of cancer about 15 years ago, and he was just such a great man. So my family just had to stay fans on his behalf. So. All right. Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> Andrew, where do you see yourself in five or 10 years? If, if we're thinking the, the optimal, optimal situation for me. Dream job. Dream job here. Dream job. Uh, radio broadcaster for any sports team, whether that's collegiate or obviously professional. Um, but even collegiate would be amazing. So. And favorite sport? Oh, boy. Uh, <laughs> I like bowling, um, if that counts as a sport. But in terms of uh, broadcasting, definitely uh, football, basketball, or hockey. I noticed you were on your high school bowling team, yeah. and I don't think I had ever seen that. I wish my high school had had a bowling team. It, it was a blast. Some of the most fun I've ever had in my life. So, yeah. I actually enjoy watching bowling on ESPN. Those announcers get into it, especially like Pete Weber, man. He pumps people up. <laughs> he does. He has some pretty funny videos. Of it. He doesn't. Sometimes he says things that don't make sense either, but it's, uh, it's all part of the fun. So, yeah. All right, Andrew, we are out of time. I want to thank you for joining us on this week's episode of Uncommon Grounds. And for those of you who are listening, don't forget that we have a YouTube show called Connect with Chris. 
where I talk with alumni from the School of Communications. Andrew, thank you for joining us today. Thank you, Chris. It was a pleasure as always. That was Chris Roush interviewing Andrew White. On Common Grounds is hosted by Chris Roush, Dean of the School of Communications at Quinnipiac University. The show is produced by myself, Mike Bachman. A big thank you to Heather Popovics for running social media. And our executive producer and director of community programming is David DeRoche. To learn more about all of our podcasts, visit qu.edu slash podcast. And you can listen to our podcasts on the platform or app of your choice. But be sure to check us out on Twitter and Instagram at QUPodcasts. If you have a story to share or something you want us to talk about, find us on social media or shoot us an email. That address is QUPodcasts at QU.edu. On the next episode of Uncommon Grounds, Chris interviews Bryn Martin, a senior public relations major and president of Quinnipiar, a chapter of the PRSSA. And be sure to stay connected, stay informed, and we'll catch you next week. Thank you.